And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yes! Grab your torch and dip it into the sexy St. Jeff candle. No buses back. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, along with my fellow tribe members, three guys who I would never send on a journey because I want them close to me. We got J.D., Trey Kirby, and our special <laughs> guest, Survivor 43 finalist, Owen Knight. What's up, Owen? Not much, man. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is great. We appreciate you We're coming boss. to the factory. I know. Uh, awesome. Your mind was blown when you found out the factory is a garage. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Got the door right there. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's Quite so nice that we should just here. open up the garage doors today. <laughs> so what brings you here to Atlanta? Yeah, so, so I recruit for Tulane University yep. down in New Orleans. So uh, I've got my admitted student event tonight. So all the kids from Atlanta who have gotten into Tulane, talking with them. Nice. Did a college fair yesterday, so I hit y'all up. And, and you said you excellent. are coming back uh, somewhat soon for yeah. like, some Survivor watch parties. Exactly, yeah. Bryce and Wendell are hosting one nice. uh, early April, and then uh, I've heard there's one at the Ron Clark Academy Ooh. as well, so hoping to come back for both those. I'm busy, man. Well, we yeah. are pumped to have you here uh, to obviously recap episode four of Survivor 44, titled, I'm Felicia. <laughs> Shout out to Carolyn, <laughs> Carolyn for getting that one. Uh, shout out to the Live Tribe for joining us right now on YouTube. Uh, we love to see it. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Buffs. If you're a podcast listener, we love you too. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Should we just jump into this? Let's do As it. we sprinkle in you know, your experience in Survivor 43, we got some questions for you later in Tree Mail. Um, let's jump to the end last night because I need to know what you think of really Carolyn's decision going with Josh and getting Sarah out. She gets two votes. Josh plays his temporary hidden immunity idol. Yes, there are more idols, people. <laughs> Just a couple. Just a couple more. Um, but yeah, what'd you think of Carolyn, you know, really going against Jam Jam and uh, deciding to go with Josh and vote out Sarah? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I yeah. mean, it seems like Jam Jam and Carolyn have been the power duo of the season. Mm -hmm. They seem to be really be locked in together. Yeah. And uh, their personality seemed to mesh. They seem to understand each other. Um, so I was a little surprised. However, I do feel for Carolyn, like being told you're the decoy vote, being told what to do. Um, she's such a huge fan. I know she's big in the online reality game sphere. And like, I, I know that is not the way she would want to play Survivor, like right. to be dictated to what to do. So I, I respect that she took her agency into her own hands. I do worry, though, that it might have been a touch early. Right. Um, you know, because obviously she has this basis of trust with Jam Jam that she's been building for over a week at this point. And to think to, you know, reduce that just to work with Josh, who just showed up a couple <laughs> yeah. hours prior. Like, I don't know if that was the move, but, um, I you know, I see where she was coming from. Right. For sure. You think Jam Jam sort of maybe botched it a little bit by being a, too, a little too forward with like, oh, Carolyn, we'll just make we'll it just you make the it decoy you. vote. Yeah, it won't be me. Part. I mean, people think you're a little weird, right? So <laughs> let's just go you. We've done it before. Why not again? Yeah. And she did seem to take offense to that. Yeah, and I think there are probably some better ways he could have pitched that to Carolyn. Um, you know, from a logical standpoint, she she was the choice, it seemed to me. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he could have probably pitched it a little better explaining like, you know, this would be the logical move. We, I know you don't want to be the swing vote or the decoy vote, but you know, that's what Josh is going to believe the most. That's why we have to, I'm so sorry. But he's just like, yeah, you're going to be the decoy. So I, I think he could have handled it a little bit better. what do you think TK? Uh, yeah, I mean, on one hand, I was surprised because it did seem like Jam Jam and Carolyn were kind of locked in, uh, together running the game, uh, on the same, on, on Tika together. Uh, but also I don't blame her for not wanting to be dictated to. So I kind of thought a little bit of a mistake for Jam Jam, especially since it seemed like Sarah was on the bottom of those three. Anyways, they could take turns being the decoy vote or something like that. But, oh, and I'm curious, from your perspective, this was definitely pitched for Carolyn as, uh, am I going with my emotional play here? Am I going with the logical play of sticking with our three that have been together since the start of the game? How hard is it to balance the emotion of like, hey, don't tell me what to do versus... This is maybe what I should do. Yeah, I mean, people who have watched 43 know I did not handle my emotions the best <laughs> out there. Like, I remember I was thinking about this the other day, like the night after, um, I think it was after the Noel vote where James came to me after Tribal and was like, do you want to talk? And I was just like, no. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, everyone knows you have to play nice and like be yeah. open to everything. And like, I knew that. But in the moment, my emotions gotta just took over. Got to rage a little. Yeah, got to rage a little. So I, I certainly don't blame Carolyn. And it's clear she uh, is very in touch with her emotions. Like, I I would not call her necessarily like overly emotional per se, but she's very expressive and she yeah. clearly is like knows how she's feeling. So um, it's hard to fault her for that. But in the game of Survivor, I think you have to try to reel those in the best you can. And um, well, it remains to be seen, obviously, how this goes for her. But on paper, it was a dubious move, I think. Yeah. Do you think Carolyn and, and Jam Jam could like fix this, you know, and come back to working together and maybe even then target Josh who yeah. knows in the next vote if they go back? Yeah, I sure hope so. Honestly, yeah. like, them two, I think I mean, Jam Jam on any other season would be the character. Like, he is so funny and yep. his confessionals are great, so I hope we see them on our screens as long as we can. So, I, I do think that they'll be able to patch this over. They seem to have, like I said, that kind of genuine connection. Yeah. Um, like, they would be friends in real life and all of that, so I, I do hope that they're able to lock it in, but especially now, just one last thought on the vote itself, like, it being pre-jury and Josh, like if she bamboozled Josh into playing the idol for her and he went home, it's not like he would be on the jury all pissed off at Carolyn. So right. there, there's a point there to that cutting him loose might have been smarter. Yeah, because uh, that's true. I keep forgetting Josh did ultimately play him for himself. Mm-hmm. We we might find out next week that Carolyn told him to do that because that's he was guess. telling her and us, the viewers at home, hey, I'm going to play my idol on you because what I'm hearing from these other two, uh, Jam Jam and Sarah, is that they want to target you, even though they're all doing that and saying that to him to just make him feel at ease yeah. and actually then try and blindside him. So it is a bit of a mess. JD, do you have thoughts on uh, how it went down last night with Carolyn ultimately siding with Josh, the new guy in the tribe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a mistake on her part, um, just simply because it's from her perspective and from Josh's perspective, Josh thinks he's in with everybody on the other tribe. But meanwhile, um, they were saying we're going to blindside this guy as soon as we get the chance. And then he left. Right. Mm -hmm. So from her point, from her point of view and from Josh's point of view, he's got allies everywhere and she does all she has now is jam jam. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, well, and I mean, Josh could be like, damn, you did save my, my ass there last night. Right. Yeah. He could, I don't know Mm -hmm. what, who knows what type of player he's going to turn into. Right. Backstabber immediately or not, not care. I don't know. But, Sarah is a dangerous player, so I think it was good that she, you know, they got rid of her. But, and I think that Jam Jam and Carolyn have a relationship. Uh, oh, and you mentioned this. That 
they'll patch things up. It sounds like this kind of thing happens all the time <laughs> where he'll yeah. put his foot in his mouth and she'll get upset. Yeah. And then it, they move on. I mean, it was that, that they literally said it at uh, Tribal Council. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's good for Josh, definitely, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was smart of him to play his idol. But uh, I think he could have. I, I think from Carolyn's point of view, it was a little short sighted. I think I think she did play with her emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and I was going to ask you when you played out there, like this idea of like. You're trying to think big picture. You're trying to like think like four or five steps ahead, but maybe at times people forget about the moment, like right here and right now, and we'll find out whether or not this bites Carolyn in the ass. But is that difficult? Like yeah. to like balance again the two of like, all right, this vote right now, what's the logical move compared to like these four, five, six steps ahead? Yeah. I mean, Carolyn's in a much stronger position than I ever was in the game, and I actually kind of had the opposite problem where I had trouble seeing past the vote at right. hand because you're just, like, trying, to just trying, trying to survive exactly yeah. exactly i didn't really have the luxury or really the foresight to think like how is this going to affect me down the road i just need to be here tomorrow um right. so i i think with her yeah she might have been getting a little too fancy with it in terms of thinking long term but i i do think to jay-z's point like i think um josh is going to be indebted to carolyn i think my guess is that she did tip him off Same and say hey, play play the idol for yourself and he's gonna feel really great about his partnership with carolyn but you know, I'm sure she's open to playing the field and reconnecting with Jam Jam and thinking about the long game and which one would be better for them ultimately. And I worry for Carolyn and Josh in that standpoint, if she does choose to go with Josh, thinking like, ooh, I'm going to pick up at least two other people from Soka yeah. and Josh is in good with them. But as we saw at the beginning of the episode, Josh is not in no, good with Soka that's at right, all. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he was likely going home if yeah. everything stayed the same and maybe Soka loses. Yeah. Uh, that they were just going to decide, yeah, let's just get him out. He's the, he's the swing vote. Which on one hand you want to be, until the uh, t- you know the two tribes of two say you know what let's just take out the exactly <laughs> yeah in the middle there. Uh, and Carolyn did say in this episode, quote, they don't do a good job of making me feel like I'm with them. Of course, alluding to to Jam Jam and Sarah. So yeah, she wants to play. Yeah. She is just the most incredible uh, character, or you want to call him that in Survivor, because. She does seem extremely smart with the game of Survivor, and then she's like her her mannerisms, like her expressions. Like you sometimes wonder, does she even know she's on Survivor? But <laughs> hell yeah, she does. She's actually done a lot of pretty slick moves, I think, early in the game here. Yeah, I, uh, so you're a hundred percent. No, I am a huge Carolyn fan. Like I completely agree. Her mind for the game is just yeah. so sharp, and she's able to pick up all these reads and oh, her yeah. her instincts are great but also it's just packaged in such this entertaining way and it's so over the top but you know i i thought her pre-game like assessment of herself saying that nora would be one of the characters she would be most like is 100 percent accurate but it's nora with the strategic acumen sure. of someone much better at the game and so i'm very impressed and like i said before i want her on my screen a lot no, she's totally. great yeah she's old oh, people would I don't think they'd watch the rest of the season if uh, yeah. you know something had happened to like a Carolyn and maybe even a Jam Jam who people are in on too. Uh, what you did su- you make of a final tribal council? Did you think uh, that they were like really beefing, or did you think that that was a little bit of a put on to try and you know Carolyn playing the game that they said that they were going to be the plan I, they were had going into final? That's a good council. question. I, I think it was originally a, a, an act. They were yeah. going for the plan. Oh, let's placate Josh. Let's placate yep. Josh. Let's pretend we're, we're fighting. But then Jam Jam said the thing about her. not wanting to be friends with her anymore. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we've gone <laughs> off script here, here, dude. Like, what's going on? Hold yeah. on a second. And I think it went off the rails from there. So I think their intention might have been to create this smoke screen, but then the execution led her so to he did it feel too uneasy. Well, yeah, exactly. In a weird way. Exactly. Possibly. Uh, were you surprised Sarah didn't play 
her what was a fake idol, but she didn't know that, right. uh, that she sat on it. And uh, she also left with the inheritance advantage. We'll see if that comes back in the game. But I were you shocked that she, because she even told us, if an idol comes out, well, I'm going to just play my idol. Yeah, I rewatched this morning and she did explicitly say right. that in the strategy <laughs> scene beforehand. So I was a little surprised. I was expecting her and I was really sad for her to have to go through that. And, you know, the emotional roller coaster of being like, haha, I've done it. I've played it. And then, oop, it's fake. Um, so I was a little surprised. And I, I did catch her exit interview. I think I was reading Mike Bloom's, where she was saying she thought that the tides had turned to the point where they'd be voting for Jam Jam, and that Josh and Carolyn maybe voted for Jam Jam and not her. Um, Wow. So the, I, she, I think she thought just the way things had panned out, because apparently there was some whispering after the Felicia conversation. So, um, but still, there's a 33% chance it's going to be you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You can always get another idol, and you can't get another torch in, in the game. The, in so. this season, an idol will fall from the sky yes. and land in your pocket the way they're handing exactly. them out. It's so crazy. Oh, that's interesting, the Jam Jam part. I hadn't read that article yeah. yet there with, uh, with Bloom. Um, what did you think about how we shook up the tribe, so to speak? This idea of, like, at the reward challenge, we're not only playing for tarps, but you're playing for the power that, to then select the three people that will go on the journey. And this time, the journey is, okay, hit your paths, and then here's your new buff. Yeah. Oh, also here's a temporary hidden immunity idol. Like it? Don't like it? Yeah. Like, what's your thoughts on it? I, I like that they're trying to mix it up. Yeah. I do like that there was a swap of some sort, but I think they kind of miscalculated how to prevent them from being swap screwed, right? Like we've seen over the years, a person who gets swapped on a tribe like China, famously with the kidnapping someone, they just took Aaron, the strongest member, just voted him out immediately. And yeah. That was really brutal <laughs> that for him. Sucks. That stuff. really sucks. So justice for Aaron. Um, but I think I was trying to think of like what advantage they could use that potentially might be still like prevent the swap screwing, but wasn't so overpowered to the point. And maybe like an extra vote or steal a vote. I, I think I was thinking about it, like maybe a steal a vote could be fun because that would force the swapped player to piss someone off on their new tribe and like cause some drama in a way. Oh, but I don't think there's a perfect answer. And I'm also curious like how like who how they each ended up with the buff that they got because the note said you will not be going back to your camp but it also said pick a buff out of the bag right. but i assume there's only one buff in the bag <laughs> yeah. so i mean from my experience on survivor the producers they're 100 percent above board like you know painted rocks drawing things out of the bag like yeah it is it is all legit but i'm just curious like how they physically did that my guess is maybe they did one like randomly like pulled the color out of the bag for one of them and then that cascaded the decision down yeah, but sure. yeah it was all a little weird but um man the reactions on the people coming back uh on the beach were fun just like oh there's there's carson oh wait nope that's not carson he's right. got much taller and more muscular and like, <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that they got to pick the path that they went down and that's how they picked the the buffs i thought that too but then they wouldn't want josh to end back up on soka of course so then my gut was like they picked their path and then they were like all right everybody hold on a second went up to the bags put whatever color they had to put in they're like okay let's go that's my guess but i i I would guess that they did it fairly just i don't know like the mechanic of how they would have figured that out yeah so tika uh the purple tribe they get josh obviously we've been talking about them uh ratu the orange tribe they get carson and then soka the green tribe getting Jamie from what we saw from those interactions and how they came in and information they were sharing or not sharing. Yeah. What'd you think of Carson being here on Ratu and then Jamie on Soka? Yeah. I think Carson's found himself in a pretty good spot because Matthew is very anxious to play this game and he's sharing the information and yeah, he wanted to, to load him up yeah. with some powerful information. That's what he said. Is that the, was that the Matthew quote? Oh, said God. he wanted to load him up. Hey, I know we just met, but uh, let me well, tell you the biggest secret my number one ally has. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like that 
that move from Matthew, though, because it wasn't 100% true, right? Yeah, He's that's building right. this trust using fake information. So there's a way for him to still navigate that and find out maybe if Jamie somehow finds out, then he knows he can't trust Carson. Right. But it also, ultimately, if Carson goes and narks on him and tells the rest of the tribe, it's like Matthew has the real idol. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's some merit to it there. But Right. So just to so everyone's clear, Matthew told Carson, who had just joined their tribe, that Jamie, who is now, of course, on the Green Tribe, has a hidden immunity idol, but Jamie doesn't know, uh, and Carson, of course, doesn't know that it's fake because exactly. Matthew planted it on Jamie. And which, on top of that, Matthew has plausible deniability because as far as Jamie knows, or anybody else, Matthew's the only one who knows that it's fake, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. Just him. It's, yeah. yeah. So Very powerful position. It's great. And we were debating on a previous no buffs like, was that a, the right move here from Matthew to put it to put a fake idol on what appears to be your ally? Yeah, I was very, very confused by that. Because right. of all people, wouldn't he want to shift someone he was a bit more against towards that mud patch where he'd put the fake idol? Yeah, I thought right. that was odd that he's like, ha ha ha, I got someone, my number one ally. <laughs> yeah, I thought but, that was a choice. But now he's like doubling down on it. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's almost gunning for Jamie. But yeah. also, she now does have a real idol that can be used as a temporary idol, not against Matthew, because they're on different tribes yeah. together. So I do think it is a little strange that he's just, like, constantly going at the one person he thinks is his number one. That doesn't really make sense to me. He yeah. doesn't like her. It's that simple. I think he just doesn't like her. Yeah, I Probably caught, so. I caught uh, wind of that in his confession where he's like, plant daddy, plant mommy, whatever, whatever. she wants to call me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't fully on board with that partnership, maybe. No, he wasn't. Uh, so you think Carson, though, is in a is a nice little spot here. I do. Uh, going to, uh, yeah, to... and he crushed the puzzle. He did really well in yep. the challenge. And yeah, to, to have people wanting to work with you, I think that's a really, really nice spot to be in. So I, I feel good about Carson uh, being able to weasel his way in there over on Ratu. And as for Soka uh, acquiring Jamie here, yeah, uh, I, what do I, you think? I think, well, I'm curious what's going to happen because, well, A, I don't, I don't know if Soka's going to lose another challenge. They've been dominant in challenges. It's I know they point. lost yeah, last yeah. week, but, you know, prior to the, the one challenge with the, you know, the cube puzzle that was just really a, a cheat off at the end. Like, True. It really, <laughs> they've been crushing. Like, their physicality yeah. is great. Oh, my God. Danny's somersaulting all over this the This guy net. won't stop somersaulting. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. In, like, two episodes, he's somersaulted, like, four times I already, know. five times. Yeah, the most somersaults per second yeah. of screen time we've ever had. No, they're, they're great. I mean, like, and their swimming looked really strong their puzzling ability like I, I think they're in a good spot but you would think if they do go to another tribal Jamie would be the target um, it seems like they've kind of called an armistice between the two pairs and they're willing yeah. to go together as a four knowing that they each kind of have separate number ones there but right. um, with that temporary idol that could shake things up so they'd have to really make her feel comfortable which is why they obviously decided to go through her bag yep uh, Danny's <laughs> like yeah I got no problem doing that That's, <laughs> we can do I mean, that we can, we're allowed <laughs> yeah. to do that I'll do it uh, he said he, he bended all of her clothes <laughs> yeah and not a very thorough like, search yeah and he, and he says I didn't find anything but a couple times like Franny said it right from the jump. I think Matt doubled down on it. They were like, they're like, she must have something. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm surprised maybe it was just edited out that some of the other tribes weren't leaning into like, okay, we just got sent a completely different person. Yeah. The odds are probably high survivors going to give them something. It seems like they at least are picking up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure those conversations were had. Right. Like, there's no way they sent this person here unarmed, ready to just get picked off. Like right. at least an extra vote or something. something. You would think they would have something. But yeah, I guess there's a, a reason Danny's a, a firefighter, not a cop. His <laughs> search was not, not very thorough there. But my guess is Jamie had those on her person was dangling them in front of the camera in her confessional wherever right. she was yeah and these temporary hidden immunity idols which of course jamie has uh, still and she does have a fake idol and then carson has because he's now on ratu 
they are good until when? They all hit the beach, mergatory? That's my guess. That's, That's what, what they were hinting okay. at with the language there. Yeah, okay. they avoided the word merge. Like, yeah. 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 So you're all yeah. touching the same sand. Yeah. You're all living on the same. Yeah. Right, right, right. Till this well, turns into Survivor One World. Yeah. One of your uh, like famous scenes from last season was uh, letting us all know <laughs> who had what and where it was or what you at least knew mm-hmm. of what was in play. Any chance you could do that for this season? Because oh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this thing like twice usually and I have no yeah, idea. I, I can attempt right now. All right, so, give it a okay. go. Here we go. Real idols. Um, real idols. We've well, So the temporary ones, we have Carson and Jamie. Okay. Real idols, we have Matthew, Carolyn, and Danny. Lauren has her extra vote from the bank of vote. Then the inheritance went home with Sarah. Then fake idols. Brandon has the original Ratu fake idol. Jamie has Matthew's handmade fake idol. Sarah had the fake idol that Carolyn gave. And then who has the green one? Yeah. Okay. Almost had it. Oh, so well, what's the answer? Who has the green one? Oh, Matt. Matt has the green Matt one. Has the green and one. Matt yeah, has yeah, no yeah. vote. There we go. We got oh, there. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Well, that was impressive. And that takes up the whole screen yeah. if they do that again. Yeah, it'd be scrolling. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the uh, the sticks. The yeah. X there. Back to uh, to Tika, Carolyn, um, trying to like get them to like, hey, what the heck's this X? Maybe I'll find another one. It ends up working. Though Carolyn... I don't think knew who got the actual mm-hmm. fake idol. Which That's correct, yeah. Maybe defeats the purpose yeah. a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still think it was really funny and, and a smart move. Um, I loved her in her confessional, like, putting on her, her producer voice, being like, oh, well, here's an ex, maybe go look for another ex. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought that was good. And I, I think it, it was very believable, because, you know, we've seen on certain seasons it looks like the hiding place has become more and more obvious like oh, I, yeah. I think there's yeah. a chance that you know maybe idols get moved and they're like these idiots haven't found it yet in this tree let's try putting it in this tree right. like I, I think there's possibility that okay maybe no one found it yet they might have rehidden it and it's somewhere different um, but yeah no I really enjoyed that sequence yeah. but yeah her not seeing what happened with it I, I don't want to say it defeats the purpose but it definitely like adds an extra layer of uncertainty to it that almost makes it like more annoying <laughs> yeah. to deal with <laughs> Yeah, is it infuriating to try and find these idols? Yeah, I, I to like, be fair, I didn't try all that much. No, no, because um, like I was thinking about this like in my pregame. Like, there's been a trend I've noticed over the years where Asian people, particularly, get labeled as sneaky. Like, that's an adjective that gets thrown on us a, a decent amount. So I knew if I set off on my own in the early days of of the game, I'd be screwed. Right. right. So I I tried to be around camp as much as I could, or always with someone else. But I did search. The same morning, actually, Janine and Ellie found it. It is really hard because, you know, you know, oh, let's look for the tree that kind of looks yeah. significant in some way. There are so many trees <laughs> and you can just be wandering around for hours just like, oh, that tree looks maybe interesting. Let me try there. there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's brutal. And, right. you know, you have that fear and that kind of shot clock in your head as well where you're just like, I better get back. I better get yeah. back. So it's it's a lot. Um, so, yeah, I didn't look too frequently, but in the, the morning I did and at the – before last gasp when we were all looking oh my god it's uh it's hard yeah do you like this birdcage edition here in, in survivor 44 this whole concept i do i yeah. do um generally speaking i do i think it's nice that it is public and everyone kind of has the same information and it adds this layer of riskiness to it it's like that that agency that the players have to say do i want to kind of go for broke and just go break that cage open am i gonna have to sneak around like i do enjoy that um i know there's been a lot of conversation about the the production made fake idols i do think yeah. that's tough and because you know you see this silver coin there's no way someone snuck a quarter into the game with them <laughs> yeah, and made exactly. that themselves yeah, like, exactly that right. clearly was 
planted by the survivor gods and even having the separate pieces of paper i i tweeted out last week even if it was on one piece of paper and you had to rip it and like then at least the person who found the fake would be hey that edge is kind of messed up like did someone else maybe but just to even put that seed of doubt in your brain but to have that clean note with a very clearly like not human made idol. I, I like think Like you're thinking might be a that's a real idol. How like, would why you not? wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. So I do feel for the people who have the fakes because, like, I, I don't know. It's just funny, like, when they get put the dodo music on someone who finds one of the Oof. fakes, they're like, look at this idiot. How, <laughs> why would they think that? Yeah, I think <laughs> Matt got that. Yeah, yeah for exactly. Sure. It's it's like, like, why would they think this that idol buffoon. that looks like the real ones is yeah. real, actually? Uh, I thought Dalton Ross made a good point in his recap where it's awesome for TV for now, for watching for season, season 44, yes. but going forward, you're like, you're never going to think anything is a real idol, which I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it kind of makes every idol a little less valuable if you think yeah. every one of them is fake. That's but true. it will take a little a little something out of it. If yeah. you bring up an idol, you're like, oh, check out this sweet idol play I got. Yeah, God bless those Jeff poor bastards. No. Yeah. Yeah. to go out on 45 and 46. Like, well, yeah, we've <laughs> seen people like burn idols before, right? Like just like, I don't want this and they throw it away, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's nothing in the rules that says that you have to keep any idol that you find, real or fake. So, you know, yes, are they putting a loaded gun in, uh, you know, in, in the, the game, <laughs> in the birdcage? Yeah. Yes, but it's it's up to the players how they use it. I yeah. think, I, to, to just keep going on Dalton Ross's point, this idea, like, he loves about idols over, like, whatever, 40-plus seasons is a lot of the cases, like... You're, the, the player is confident because I have this thing mm-hmm. so like we get these iconic like you're either spinning the idol while you walk up to Jeff or like the bam <laughs> like there's like really amazing television moments where Dalton Ross now 45, 46 and so on it's like you'd be a fool to do that it's gonna be this like I don't know Jeff like I have no clue <laughs> it says it's real but is it like it's just like I mean, I guess it could still be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we're going to get some know. TV gold out of this. Yeah, I, I do feel I definitely for the think players. For this season, yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. How could you not? Uh, any other notes from this episode or questions that you guys had? Uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple of questions that I got to ask somebody who's actually been out there. We talked about going through the bags. They didn't find it. It's likely on your person. Where is the best place to hide an idol or an advantage. Mm. Keep it on you at all times. We saw that misfire with JD when it was hanging out of his pants. (laughs) 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 One of the greatest uh, mistakes of all time. But where would you hide it? Yeah, uh, actually, Jesse on my season, he hid his in his buff. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that's a pretty good yeah. spot. I liked the Kelly Kim, put it in the bun yeah. on top of your head. That's a good one. Um, but Gabler, we we famously had a bag search on yeah. Baca, and that oh, yeah. kind of yeah. kind of started the whole Ginny or Ginny Ellie and Gabler uh, drama. And Gabler had hidden his in his socks, and he had folded his socks in a very particular way, so it was like a booby trap. So he knew if someone had gone through there. Oh, that's smart. Um, so yeah, that was very smart. So like. It's the question of do you want them to find it at all, or at least if they do find it, do you want to know if yeah, they have? Right, so right. I think there's merit to both. But yeah, keeping it on your person, it, it can also depend on your wardrobe and your build. And like yeah. we saw Brandon in the first one, he has those really tight shorts on, and it was just bulging out of his pocket <laughs> like, uh, like Rupert's rock idol in Heroes versus Villains. Like, like it's just totally hanging out there. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Can you remind me of uh, what you were doing when the whole talk of going through Gabler's bag was? I feel like you were like just like uh, I was. I was sitting by the fire and I was like I'll guess I'll keep watch like I yeah, I, okay. I, I was Look really out. having trouble with them thinking he was stupid enough 
to not read his note. Oh yeah, like that's right. that they oh, they were right. like he's gonna yeah. believe he's gonna think we're gonna convince him it's no good anymore. Oh, like, oh, he I has the that. piece of paper that says it's still good. What is he gonna do? Not read it again? It's so like, like the one thing out there to read. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's picking like, up Entertainment Weekly and flipping through it. There's <laughs> one paragraph. Yeah, we don't have a Sudoku book or anything. Yeah. That says one thing to look at. So yeah. So I I was keeping guard. Actually, I did a terrible job because yeah. they're like they're like I see are they back? I was like yeah they look like they're pretty far out there and then he walks back into camp two seconds later I'm like do you have any more coconut and i'm like yep we do nothing something to see here buddy uh what else um we talked about danny doing somersaults all the time oh my god it looked like Incredible. it was working pretty nice yeah on the cargo on net? the cargo yeah net. yeah no, some people were also going with a side roll barrel yeah. roll. a little safer what's the move there i think the barrel roll probably for most people we saw sarah yeah. i saw sarah like her leg went through yeah. the net because that was pretty wide gaps on yeah. the net there and that looked really painful. So yeah, I think I would probably do the barrel roll, the somersault only for the uh, well-trained jujitsu artists <laughs> like Danny, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, somebody that was even said, oh, be careful yeah. when he did it yeah. like the third yeah. time in a row. Well, and he almost did a one and a half off the dock after yeah, the, uh, after oh, the where, immunity challenge. Probes came an 11? An 11, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was too it. much, Jeff. Too much. <laughs> it was a terrible stick. He didn't stick it. Like, <laughs> 11. You just like seeing this guy flip, man. He can't stop. It was flipping. it was cool. It was, it was a cool, cool. flip. It was sure. very cool. That, that 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 challenge though, I hated. I love a slingshot. Challenge. Okay, so that's a reward challenge. Yeah, reward challenge. But just when you hit it, it was just like bink, just a little, <laughs> flag, little flag just come up. Let's get the pyro team in there. Let's get pyrotechnics going off. Like blow it up <laughs> when you hit a target. <laughs> Okay. Maybe a little but dangerous why in, not? in the middle of a jungle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they yeah, got to reuse okay. those on Survivor 47 uh, and 49 yeah, and 53. Right. So right. yeah, can't enough, blow them up. Enough. Are you only allowed to do like a cool jump move at the end of a challenge? You know, can you yeah. only do a flip in that scenario? Or could like, could Danny have tried to grab the key on the jump and continued flipping? He would Jeff give you props? Ooh. I think so. Yeah. He yeah. Would, Look at that dive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. My heart broke for, uh, for I guess it was Lord. Lord. Lauren, when the she belly missed the uh, missed yeah. the key and the belly flop, and then yeah. the belly flop and the and slow mo, slow -mo oh. I like was it was like, so painful to watch like watch her go all uh, the way down and super slow. I mean, it was awesome. I it loved was, it. but then when she pops up and you yeah. see her like all disoriented, now what do I? I gotta complete it or come to the end? And poor Brandon, I guess is the one that's got to go back. I guess he just had to swim back to the ladder part, mm -hmm. right? not all the way to the, the first yeah, pontoon nice. thing. Yeah. But of course, they still pulled it out in the end how are you on the beam oh i'm i'm actually really bad on a balance, You're bad beam. On a balance yeah. beam yeah we had one balance beam well we had the one at the uh the very first challenge that um where we had the had the option to unlock it and then make it a path oh yeah okay. i yeah. fell on the beam version actually and then at the reward that noel won where we had to toss the sandbags yep. um i like was like not fully crawling but i, I had to get down you really went down well. yeah, yeah i'm good with balance like standing still but the the moving balance i don't know what it is yeah. just, not my not it was my jam ways. jam and yeah. uh jam jam and kane both were really yeah kane yeah yeah i guess they're bigger guys so you gotta yeah. get your center of gravity lower but still yeah that was tough to watch i know but i'm like screaming at my tv like i feel like going down and going really slow is the worst thing you can do like, yeah. i think keep your momentum just going that's what they say the tip just keeps walking the tip is to just look forward yeah. and just go for it and like we saw brandon brandon was practically sprinting across that thing but i'd be so scared of like slipping and then hitting my face on the at the end on the end oh, yeah yeah, yeah. my face is the least of my worries on that <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Straight down. Yeah. Straight down onto mm. it. Uh, what else you guys got, JD or uh, Trey, about this? Or you, uh, Owen, about this actual episode here, or questions even for Owen? Yeah, I mean, I like... Uh... I like my theory. I, you know, I was talking about Carolyn's feet last uh, yep. last time. Yep. She has a she has a new alliance with a podiatrist. I'm just throwing that <laughs> oh! out. There. Just throwing that out. There. You think she that he might think feet. she's going to get like a discount or something? No, well, I don't know. It may come up. I'm just saying the theory is still alive. Well, let's talk about that. What did you think about Josh's decision to lie about his profession? Yeah. This like idea mm. that he doesn't want anyone to know that he's a podiatrist or a surgeon, and instead he's a physical trainer. And they asked him right away, like, are you a surgeon? Because <laughs> they had heard, I guess in one of the other challenges, mm-hmm. something about, like, I got a steady hand. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, he must be a surgeon or something like that. Yeah, that what, do you, what do you think about Totally that? unnecessary, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was nervous about, like, revealing that I was a super fan and all of that. But, like, you realize really quickly a there's not a whole lot to talk about there besides like work and survivor and food like and after you've done strategizing you have hours of the day to kill and then also just like the unnecessary lies like creates this cascade of future lies that you have to tell and then with him the timeline of it all as well oh they were like like, a lot of credit to sarah wasn't she like hold on these years don't make sense yeah what like what's his story like i spent five years studying and failing the mcat and then i spent another (laughs) six years studying for the personal trainer exam and just (laughs) i was just hanging out since college like yeah just created a lot because then you people say like oh what year did you graduate high school when did you get your driver's license you know like all these little milestones in your life that you then need to remember a second date for just like did not no I will say the guy looks like a physical trainer yeah holy moly the guy is cut but uh you just think it's sort of a a pointless thing in today's survivor to even lie at all about your profession does I, it really matter I anymore mean, i think there are certain professions like if you're like a prosecutor or like a police officer things like that like i feel like have a much stronger connotation but it's not like podiatry no. is famous for creating a lot of elite <laughs> survivor players so yeah i don't know i don't know about that one but I, I guess he wanted to just appear as a meathead like he's got the build obviously yeah. and he wanted people to underestimate him but I, I think that was un- unneeded. Mm-hmm. To your point about the cascading lies, I think that's why his original tribe didn't really trust him and mm-hmm. think that he's, they call him sneaky. And they, and that's probably why. They know that something's off about him and it's hurting him. So yeah. don't lie. Right. Yeah. So his, yeah, his original tribe, Soka. They all he, seem to he be. He has no idea. They have no idea that he is also a surgeon. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I he, don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. So. so so at one point though he said I have a steady hand. Yeah, he I did think... at, at the snake puzzle. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think Sarah I think saying. Sarah was saying that they heard him like when they you have your little strategy session yeah. before a challenge. I guess they overheard then. Uh... But like it's like yeah when I'm uh, when I'm spotting people on the bench press I guess <laughs> right. my hands are really steady. <laughs> right. Like, I never dropped was, a bar. I think yeah. Rob and Fishback were like when you hear someone say I have a steady hand the first thing you're probably going to think of for their profession is a surgeon. Yeah. Maybe a pianist, uh, <laughs> a tailor. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, like, but there's, there's not a lot. Think certain, yeah, yeah. So that that was uh, a little strange. Uh, yeah. One more thing about uh, Carolyn's lower half. I noticed this. Okay, what do you got? Okay, look at her. Look at her leg there. There seems to be a marking, yep. a tattoo of some kind. Yep. Is that not Lake Superior? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Uh, it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, yes. She's from Minnesota. Oh, that works then. Right? Yeah. Right? Okay. Look at that. Gotta be. Land of a thousand okay. lakes. I, just, I thought what? it was just me. No, I think... No, that's it. You cracked the mystery. <laughs> the mystery of... Oh, so what is this saying? She is superior. 
Maybe. Wow. Maybe that's just her favorite Great Lake. That's the, it's the coolest looking Great Lake. It looks like a dragon or a snake or something. It does look cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. It is a Great Rhinoceros Lake. Rhinoceros. Yeah. They're all Great Lakes, technically, but that <laughs> one is maybe True. the greatest. Um, hey, I want to get your take on this because we've been talking about it like for four weeks now. We got another close-up shot yeah, of this chessboard. Here we go. Okay? <laughs> What's going on with this chessboard up in the voting booth? Hmm. Is it anything or nothing? What, you're, what is Owen's going to say? My guess is nothing. Um, I feel like <laughs> they don't want us fucking with the production and the set too much, so I, I feel like they'd be so annoyed if you came up there, like, checking every piece. And right. I, I read somewhere someone noticed that... Um, the number of pieces on the board co- corresponds with the number of players left in the game. Um, oh. I have not paused and okay, verified we, we myself, verified. but we can do some looking into that. Okay. But, um, my guess it's more symbolic than it is like actually a game move. And I think I've been listening to y'all. I think the bag off to the side is just the bag of scrolls yeah. for the shots. <laughs> Sorry, the JD. It's not some surprise fun bag. <laughs> like, hey, but hey, let's not forget we did call the game within the game is in the game. That's right. All right. <laughs> that's right. We called it early on this show. Uh, okay, so you don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. You you never know, but I feel like they so much goes into creating those tribal sets. I I don't think they want us like there are very few rules on Survivor, but I feel like messing with stuff that you're not supposed to. (laughs) It's like one of the only ones. Are you a fan of this? uh, I don't know Dungeons and Dragons vibe they got going. Yeah, I don't know if it was the pre pre planned tie in with the movie, but uh, (laughs) I I think I think it was Tyson who said like it does feel a little incongruent with the tropical locale, and then it's like (laughs) oh here's a castle and a trebuchet and a sword. Um, I mean, I do think it's sick, and like my last name is Knight, so I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to wield the sword on my season. Is this your Survivor. Instagram handle? Yeah, the, the Young Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah, my middle yeah. name's Young, also, so it's a nice little play Ooh, there. Geez, yeah, um, but yeah, that would have been fun. But yeah, it, it's I, I think it's sick. It looks amazing, right. but it is kind of like yeah, we're on this tropical paradise, and then boom, like medieval times, dinner and tournament. Here we go. <laughs> I gotta say, another sick sword moment last night. Coming in, I think yeah, the sword the holding yeah. it. Yeah. That was nice. They the are boat. having so much fun oh, yeah. with these swords. Oh, the sword yeah. is awesome. Pure That's entertainment. So yeah, way more fun than just like a normal idol. Yeah. yeah, what was yours? Ours was just like a little statue. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. yeah pretty boring. Yeah, yeah this like a really boring doll to have around <laughs> camp. Not as fun as a sword. My only other random note, and we'll take our break soon and then get into treatment. We got other questions for you, but um, did you ever do group meditation while you're out there? We saw Franny leading this for yeah. Soka to start this episode. Did yeah. that ever happen? Do you do it? I think she works at a mindfulness center, but no, yeah. we we did not do it. I know um, Gabler and Cody would do their little like meditative swims every morning, oh, nice. and then have a strategy session afterwards. And I I would. I don't know if I'd meditate, but I I was the first one up typically. So I'd wake up like as the sun was kind of starting to come yep. up and I'd go sit on the beach and have some time to myself and think. Um, but no, I've never been a big meditative person, mm. but maybe I should. A lot of people after my season <laughs> told me I should go to anger management. So maybe oh, I need to, uh, maybe I need to start meditating. Bad. No, I don't think so. But, Not at all. I mean, yeah. when they, when they, when someone edits, edits it all together, yeah. like your moments. Okay. Thank yeah. You. The super cool. cut is probably pretty rough. Right. But. Right. But otherwise, <laughs> no. Uh, were, when you were by yourself, was there a camera person? with you every morning while you're doing that mm-hmm. or are they like by day three like okay he's just no they're there, there. <sighs> they're there chilling on the beach but it's weird because you stop noticing them eventually yeah. like you notice but you, you aren't as uncomfortable yeah because I remember my first few like conversations like if me and Trey are talking strategy I'd just be like yeah camera 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 yeah. you're like constantly looking and it's hard to distract yourself or not distract yourself with it but, but then yeah, by like day four or five yeah they're just blending in and you get to know the crew too they're all really cool people oh, and cool. they can't talk back to you so it's fun to kind of screw with them and like <laughs> joke around but um yeah try to get them to crack and laugh and stuff oh, that's cool yeah uh anything else guys uh from JD Trey or yourself uh, before we take a break uh you saw a successful rock climb 
and jump from <laughs> Cody. We've also seen a not successful oh, rock climb right. and fall from Matthew. Were you ever lured into wanting to climb one of those rock structures out there? Because I, I was 100% in seeing Cody do it. Yeah. Now 100% out. No, I yeah, I would say definitely out. That would be uh, <laughs> just knowing me, I feel like I would be end up pretty poorly for me, just like unlucky, just slip, cut my hand, something like that just seemed unnecessary. But yeah, I feel I feel for Matthew because oh. now he's got to deal with the sling and everything. Although we've seen with Tyson on Blood versus Water, he yes. did very well despite okay. dislocating his shoulder. So you never know. But, yeah, we, yeah, we were throwing out that theory. Are we going to get like this unveiling from Matthew, like as the game goes on yeah. and say, aha, actually, I'm no not more. that hurt. Uh, <laughs> though looking ahead to next week's episode. They re-showed us him falling from yeah, this rock, yeah. and like I'm yeah, suddenly that, terrified that he's going to be medevac. Yeah, that scared me. I, yeah. I'm, like now I'm wondering why they felt the need to show us that again. So I, I am nervous about that. Um, the only other thing yeah. I wanted to mention that we didn't talk about was Carson throwing Jam Jam under the bus when he got to Ratu. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I thought they seemed like a pretty strong trio. Mm-hmm. We yeah. already talked about Carolyn and Jam being a strong pair, but I really thought the three of them were going to like continue working together, vote out Sarah, you know, continue on as a three. So I thought it was an interesting call to to do that. I yeah. don't know. What did y'all think? Yeah, I have that in my notes as well. I'm glad you brought it up here. Um, I was shocked by it, though he, I mean, he's a obviously a fan of the Survivor and he wants to use whatever information he can. He's on this new tribe. He's got a little power with the temporary uh, idol. So I guess just trying to create sort of a bond there. But it goes back to that whole idea of like, right now, am I worried about this vote or we are going to merge at some point mm-hmm. and I'm going to be merging with my fellow tribe members if they're still there, obviously my new tribe. And like, how's that going to all work? So yeah, yeah, I don't really have a take on it. Um, I think he's playing a solid game here. Me uh, too. He, I like that he's like holding things a little close to the vest uh, and not say, oh, I am a super fan. Totally. I make all these yeah. puzzles and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, all he does is do great in the puzzles and everybody's like, man, great job. He's like, oh, thanks. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. First time doing it. Right. Yeah, and then they just me. like tell him everything that he needs to know. So yeah. he's playing a really good game and I also think that that tribe just seems very scattered right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more likely that he'll be able to get back in with Jam Jam and Carolyn if he wanted to and bring people along yeah. with him yeah. uh, if, if he really wants. That's a good theory. Who, like who's that. sort of like at the top of like your leaderboard right now? If you mm-hmm. had to go like, you know, gold, silver, bronze in terms of like you think is set up pretty well here yeah. pretty early in the game. I, I think Danny is in a really yeah. good spot over on Soka. He's got the idol. He knows that Matt has the fake idol. Seems to have a strong number one with Heidi. Yep. He kind of called that truce at the beginning with Franny and Matt. So it seems like the four of them can move together pretty peacefully as a four. Um, so yeah, and then his physical game is showing really well and sure. we've seen him somersaulting everywhere. So yeah, he's <laughs> he seems to be in a good spot. Um, I do think Matthew's playing really well. Um, I am nervous, as we just discussed, seeing that they're showing his fall again. So, um, But I think he has a lot of powerful information. He's the only one that knows Jamie's idol is fake. We already discussed him telling Carson about that. So I think he's playing well. And then on Purple... It looks like Carolyn's in the driver's seat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got the option to stay with Josh, who I think is going to be really loyal with him, or she can try to mend things with Jam Jam, maybe pick up Carson back again and uh, move forward with them. So I, I think Carolyn's playing really, really well. Do you think Mergatory, if we want to call it that, comes this coming week, or they have one more episode before probably getting together? It's, it's hard to say, because ours happened after, I think, five vote outs five ep- five episodes with which was five vote outs right but so in the sixth had... episode was the the merge mm-hmm. okay, okay but now that bruce went out in the yeah. first episode and they also had maddie go out in the first episode so now their number of people yes. voted out isn't lining up with the number of episodes so i'm curious if maybe because like poor dwight on my season got screwed because he made it to the merge but he wasn't on the jury yeah. so i'm yeah. curious now maybe if they'll merge around later or yeah. like a person later and then they will have every 
person who was there be on the jury or if they'll just do it next week and do the same kind of pattern. Um, so I'm not sure. But right. And 44 obviously hasn't seen your exactly. season 43, so it's exactly. not like they're be ready for that. But now they have more room to work with, the producers do, now that they're down a person. Um, yeah. Because – you know, we have the double vote out at 10. Um, yeah. So there's there's some options for them to yeah, work with for sure. Uh, were you a fan? I know you've only played one season so far and it was the new era, quicker season. Like how fast were things moving out there from day to day because yeah. of this, you know, truncated season? Incredibly fast. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, not to be all woe is me, but I do think if when you're on the bottom, not having as much time to work your way in socially, it is a little bit harder to try to navigate that with only 26 days. Right. Um, but yeah, those like the the time you have after a challenge before tribal council is very very precious, and there's not a whole lot of it. So you really need to run around quite a bit and wheel and deal and try to make things happen. And I think it does make it a touch easier for people in a big majority, um, just since there isn't literally as much time to scramble mm. and make mm. new plans. So that's I mean obviously my opinion is tainted by my own experience, but yeah. like it is I I mean. 13 days off, that's a significant amount of time. Yeah, so, that's a huge yeah. chunk of time. Yeah, it is. So, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I do think they could f- try to balance. Like, I, I didn't love the way the journeys have now removed the agency from the players. Like, on my journey, you showed the conversation Noel, James, and I had where mm-hmm. Noel was saying she's on the bottom, she could really use this, and James and I saw that as an opportunity to build trust with her right. and kind of play more of the social element of that rather than rolling the dice on the more strategic tool yeah. of getting something. Um, so I don't love that that got removed with this iteration of the journeys, but I, I get it. They're trying to, you know, jazz it up and make good TV and whatnot, but as a player, I feel like that would be kind of tough to try to navigate like poor Matt like losing his two votes like obviously he did lose one and the second one he had the choice there but yeah it's, there's it's no tough. choice there wasn't a choice he yeah. had to do it I mean yeah. Yeah. go back for a second time yeah, yeah you have to it is funny that they completely gloss over now in the edit of like the journey part of like talk to the yeah new, get to know each right. other get to know each other share what you want or don't want and mm-hmm. it's like suddenly there's like boom, boom. right to the path part. bye okay, see, you see you later, later. yeah take yeah. your hand in a bag, in your bag yeah. uh, all right let's take our first break and when we come back we'll get into a little tree mail with Owen Knight don't go anywhere looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back with No Buffs here in the Classic Factory. Survivor 43 finalist Owen Knight joining us, breaking down last night's episode. We're going to get to tree mail in a second here, but you did have a tweet that I wanted to ask you about. Oh, God. (laughs) Someone had tweeted, who's the best winner between these three? And there was three photos. Chris from Edge of Extinction, 38. Ben from Triple H, 35. And then Gabler from your season last year. Uh, And again, the question was best winner from these three. And you retweeted it with some (laughs) fire, Owen. Uh, saying, quote, I'm sorry, but I cannot stand for these Chris greater than Gabler takes. Um, Chris was voted out third. 
Of course, it goes to Edge of Extinction, comes back, wins the game, and yet a lot more. Um, But you said you got some blowback. Oh, I did not expect that to get uh, as many uh, interactions as I expected, and not as many uh, GIF replies of Chris Underwood either. I was not ready for all that. But no, I mean, like... If I was Chris, like, I actually really, really liked Chris going into that season. Like, he reminded me of myself in a way, just to, like a taller, more athletic, more handsome version. <laughs> and I was like, he seems like a good dude. He could do well. And then, oh, shoot, he got voted out third. That's right. a shame. Bummer. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't blame him for playing the game he did, obviously. Like, it's not personal whatsoever. But I'd still like to say that someone who got to spend 26 days with the jury and hatch a plan and think about what they want to do because it has been reported by people who were there that him and Wardog and Wardog mostly like cooked up this strategy for whoever got back in the game so right. props to Wardog for architecting everything but I mean Chris pulled it off like he clutched challenges like yep. mm-hmm. but yeah I mean I think there's an overpoweredness to it because like Reem for example was on the jury she never met Julian Gavin like right. I, I don't think it's fair to say that that game is more impressive than someone who never got voted out and and won so yeah do I think Gabler is the most strategically powerful winner in Survivor history absolutely not but his social game was great he never got voted out and he won so yeah it's uh it's just I I did not expect the the impassioned Chris <laughs> people stands. do have a hell oh, they, people yeah. like dig in their heels uh on this on this Chris season that edge of extinction like because some people do say what yeah. are you crazy he he won the season uh, with the hand he was dealt, yeah, like amazing, no, and that's which is true. totally fair. As Wardog said, the the theme was not on trial, and right. I'm not saying, but like right. if you're gonna rank winners, like I just think that's that one has kind of an asterisk on it. But sure. yeah, he still won though. So if he saw that tweet, he's got the Woody Harrelson crying, wiping his tears away with the money. That's on me, right. So. <laughs> right. So congrats to oh, him. What about Ben then? Yeah. Uh, ben bombs. What about that mm. strategy of like massive challenge successes and then mm. you know finding idol after idol? Yeah, I I think I I like Ben as a winner more than most people do. Yeah, um, I thought he was playing a really good game. I loved his whole kind of double agent narrative. Um, I don't think the idol like everyone thinks the idols were planted. Blah blah blah. Like I don't think they would do that. I really don't. Like they love the show too much. They know like also there's like the legal issues of making it a fair like game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I think. That's hard to say. I think I think I think of Ben and Mike Holloway in very similar regard sure. and yeah, how so their I, games yeah, went. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I think Ben is a very very solid winner. I mean, I don't know how I would have felt out there, um, but yeah, no, I, I still think both of them over Chris just because again, Chris was voted out third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have a a favorite Survivor winner or Ooh. a favorite season even? Favorite seasons. I mean, I do love Heroes versus Villains. Obviously, I love Dave versus Goliath. I love Philippines and San Juan del Sur. I think I have those higher than a lot of fans do. Um, I do love Denise. I do love Parv. I do love Sandra, um, Jeremy. There's there's yeah. a lot. It's hard. I've never ranked seasons or ranked winners like actually sat down. Like yeah. I made this very cracked spreadsheet when COVID started to help my friends watch Survivor and get to Heroes versus Villains because they put Heroes versus Villains on Netflix as one of the first two seasons they put uh, up there. Right. <laughs> right. And I was like, no, 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 don't <laughs> watch gotta, that you yet. Gotta you gotta learn these it. People, yeah. You need to understand the backstory between Jerry and Colby and the yeah. arc and yeah. blah blah blah. So I was like, don't watch that. So like I've spent a lot of time thinking about the series as a whole, but I've never like ranked it because famously as our friend Stephen Fishback says, like ranking is arbitrary and reductive, that's right? True. Like, that's true. It's hard to compare. And that's the beauty of Survivor. It's like everything's going to always shake out differently. And it's hard to say because, you know, every, there's so many variables, and which you, makes uh, it fun. You slipped in David versus Goliath there, season 37. It is true that you were in the running. 
That is to, true. To be on that season. Yeah. That is 2017, you said? Yeah, fall 2017. I wow. went to casting and almost got on that season. And uh, my theory is that I was not David E. nor Goliath. I was know? just going to ask yeah. you, which one would you have been on? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think given how my Survivor story went, like David is the obvious choice. Yeah. But, you know, I grew up in the suburbs and I, like, I've had a very privileged life in many ways. So, yeah, I think I, and there were some really compelling characters there, obviously. Yeah. But, um, that is yeah. And honestly, I'm grateful that I got to play Survivor at 29 instead of. 24 sure. or whatever like I'm sure yeah. I emotionally handled it better and I'm sure like God if you saw saw me on 43 imagine what I would have been like six seasons <laughs> oh, ago oh, yeah, you yeah. might have been a Goliath back then yeah, yeah. who knows who knows but yeah it all worked like out five, five applications later awesome and yeah. I mean would you play again yeah. Heartbeat? yeah oh heartbeat yeah, I absolutely Almost come on hesitated to ask you yeah no like 100% right yeah drop okay. everything go back out there alright good yeah. to know uh, let's get to a little tree mail here Yeah, tree mail. You guys are great at sending in your questions, especially your tweets. Thank you to everybody that did. Got a few here. Uh, first one from Zachary, our guy. He sends in like four or five bangers every oh, week. Hero. I have to pick one or two, and I Zach went with this mail. one. Zachary wrote, with 43 and 44 being filmed back-to-back, it is likely they were cast at similar times. How does Owen think he would fit in with this cast here on Survivor 43, and would his game plan be any different? Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't have had a problem blending in on 44, like, and or trying to lay low, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because um, just the characters. So many big personalities yeah. on 44, and honestly, I think 43 probably worked out better for me. Um, and selfishly, from, like, the edit standpoint, I don't think I would have been as main of a narrator on 44 right? as I would have been on 43. Like, I thought I gave pretty good confessionals, but some of these people are just electric television, and I think I would have gotten along with a lot of them, but... Yep. Um, yeah, there's some serious big personalities. So I, I think ultimately, I think I probably would have done worse with this group. Um, I think I could have gotten lost in the shuffle or like tried to like not figure out these these larger personalities the same way. And it's just, I don't know. It's so interesting to think just like in that kind of butterfly effect of however the casting people figured it out. They like had put my picture in the other in the other yeah. pile. Like who knows what would have happened? But yeah, no, I love this cast. Like they're very smart. Like huge fans of the show as well and a lot of people that I've uh, I, I think I would really get along with personally but in the context of the game I think the there was I don't know if it was like a seriousness to my season necessarily but mm-hmm. you could tell like everyone on my season really really wanted it and I don't want to say it wasn't as fun per se, but it looks like 44 is almost more uh, uninhibited in the way they're playing. And they're kind of just sending it, which I respect a lot and I'm really loving watching it. But I think for me, I might've been too careful for this group. Sure. So yeah, I think it worked out for the best. With so many players being like super fans now, are you aware out there of, wow, Trey, that guy's a big character. Like, and you're like going through almost the editing of mm. the show in your head in terms of like who's going to be killing it in confessionals oh they're so silly they're so fun like or is that not happening at all because you're still focused on a living on an island and getting by on very little food and sleep and then be trying to play a game for a million dollars you know yeah no good question i do remember like even in the the first couple days i remember seeing mariah in her rainbow overalls i'm like people are gonna love you like (laughs) you know so like you do talk about the meta of it all a little bit out there and you could yeah i I would think like oh i bet cody's great in confessional people are gonna love cody but eventually that kind of falls to the wayside as the game kind of ramps up but like when we were on Baca for like a week with without losing you know there was a lot of time for us to talk and really think about like the whole like 
show and like what the experience would be like later because yeah. we you know we didn't have to worry about tribal as much and are that, you talking about the other tribes all the time yeah yes yeah. wondering what's going to happen who's going to not be there when we show up to the next challenge yeah. that sort of thing like you know I, it would be a great gambling game if we had any sort of currency <laughs> out there to put votes yeah, on yeah exactly yeah. yeah all right next one here from uh, jose what are some unwritten rules in survivor mm. any come to mind and i guess at one we were talking about matthew falling off the rock will they ever tell you like hey don't do that you might kill yourself <laughs> yeah. or is it like all eh, yeah. right we don't want you to kill yourself but like you're a grown man yeah. you're gonna do whatever you want i i think production wants to interfere the least amount that they can right in, in terms to us interacting at the beach and around camp and everything so in terms of unwritten rules i think this kind of speaks to my point earlier about the beauty of survivor and how there's so many variables i think it really is up to the cast and that was kind of an overarching theme on 43 was that the social contract of it all and how things developed with our cast where it was kind of like the tall poppy syndrome like if you stick out too much you're going to go next and that kind of became a, a value of our of our merge tribe and of all the tribes to begin with so um i think it really just depends on the players and how they want to approach it and yeah my, i think my theory as to why my cast was a little bit more like cagey with their idols and a little bit like some people might say safer gameplay but like yeah. i think you know smart gameplay could also be an adjective there but um for a lot of us like cassidy and jesse were cast before the pandemic like i had applied five times Lindsay had applied many times like a and lot everybody of people knew that like you share that information when you're out um, there eventually i think yeah. i did get most of that eventually but yeah. my theory now is that since so many of us like this meant so much we didn't want to like fuck it up just by saying like screw it i'm gonna do some crazy thing like yeah. and eventually mm -hmm. you do like we saw jesse pull off that big move late but yep. like i don't think any of us wanted to like peak too early just for the sake of peaking and doing something some razzle dazzle you know timing is everything yeah exactly in this game which would be very difficult oh, because yeah. you want to make in a weird way you want to make good tv because mm -hmm. you want to make a big move build the resume but you don't want to do it too soon exactly we've seen a million people like get voted out because everyone's like oh they're amazing at this yeah, yeah. what a play that was it's they're probably gonna win i don't want to sure. sit next to them yeah yeah Final, uh, not final one, next one, excuse me. Andrew, Owen, having been on Survivor, can you watch now and still be as interested? Or did seeing the behind the scenes take away the magic? Thankfully, it did not take away the magic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I still love Survivor so much. I mean, I'm, I've been doing all these podcasts and like actively reaching out to you guys to come talk. Like, <laughs> really, I love the show. It's so fun for me. And honestly, if anything, going on the show gave me like a new appreciation for it and being able to like try to understand the narrative and like almost reverse engineer and try to understand what's happening better based on the decisions being made in the editing room and whatnot yeah and, you know it's fun like i remember in the premiere josh gave a confessional sitting on the log where we ate all our meals in the merge camp and the baca camp and i was like oh my god that's our that's it's like the leonardo dicaprio yeah like yeah like, it's, it's so that it's really fun for me and these characters are great and now just being a part of the the community and getting to do shows like this and getting to go to the watch parties and interact with fans and past players like I'm still geeking out when I meet other Survivor people. Like, at my core, I'm a huge fan of the right. show, so it's it's still super fun, yeah. It has not lost its luster. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Cool. Well, you're, you're also here in a factory uh, yeah. slash garage slash talking garage. to guys that know really nothing <laughs> yeah. about the show. So, yeah, you are a diehard. Uh, uh, a couple of behind-the-scenes questions. Is it possible that there are things hidden in the jungle from previous seasons that never got found <laughs> that just are still mm. out there somewhere? Yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there the are. The true ghost island. No, yeah. Be <laughs> like, what is this? 36? Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. But this doesn't fit the medieval theme. What is this? Yeah. It's it's yeah. uh, the other question I had, uh, you famously dominated the last gasp challenge. Thank you. Yeah. 
what was the longest you were underwater, do you think? Probably oh, like the biggest swells that were going. My guess is slightly over a minute. Whoa. That Whoa. I don't know for sure, obviously, but like a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was that was that was pretty that was pretty wild. How I, excited were you when you saw that that was gonna oh, be the challenge? Man, I was so pumped. Cause um, you know, you get tree mail in the morning and you read it and you try to like it was kind of a game it's for like us. It's a code. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a little riddle, yeah. and you know, um, we would try to figure out what the challenge was going to be. And there were actually two prior times where I thought it might be last gasp because the one with the stacking card, the house of cards one, yeah. it said something about higher and higher you'll go. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was the pole one, but either way, yeah. that language, I was like, ooh, under pressure, going higher, things yeah. going higher. Is it last gasp? Could it be last gasp? And um, I was really hoping it would happen. And then the day came, I was like this has to be it. Yeah. Like, this is it. But like, and I'm sure that's why Cody kind of bet on me. Cause he knew that that was something that I was really excited about. And I grew up going on swim team and stuff like that. And then in the boat on the way to the challenge, we're not really supposed to look and see obviously, yeah. but I was like trying to like figure out what's going on. And I was like, we're in the water still. We're in the water. And I was like, is it going to be that? And, and it was, and yeah, dream come true to do that one and, <laughs> and to then, do well. So yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Oh, and then an iconic finish to yeah. it where, yeah, where totally. two of you win because yeah. you just like beat, you beat the ocean. Yeah. Or <laughs> take that you ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No props to Carla on that one as well. That was, that was quite a battle. I wish I, I will say I'm a little annoyed that people are so like, hung up on the decision to end it mm. and not just being like great job you two like they're like no production ruined it like so i i kind of wish we had figured <laughs> out a way to like establish one winner just so people would stop like complaining about it but that's just me being what annoying. would it i mean the only thing i could think of would be like all right who can hold their breath the that's longest? <laughs> that's what i would have i think i would have won that i think if we had tried to just stay in there as long as we could i probably would have lost because as i famously told dalton ross i really had to use the bathroom and <laughs> i was trying to navigate how to do wow. that because we had the scuba team under us too so i didn't want to you know <laughs> didn't want to ruin those guys day <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Was there a, one of the challenges that you did that you like regret? You're like, oh, I, 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 screw, I mean, you did really well in your season, but like, I really screwed up that one, or I wish I came about it differently, or you just had a brain hmm. fart. Was there anything? Not really. I will say, like, there was discussion. I guess it was last week about like the puzzles being reused and like, yeah. should they mix it up a little bit more? And I've bought a few re- replica puzzles over the years, and on the final six challenge where we had the bat. I was just like, God damn it! I should have bought the bat. Oh, I bought the wrong puzzle. Yeah, I have the like arching one from Forty One. Oh, that's yeah. like the, yep. that one. Yep. I have the fire and I have the tree. Um, wow! So you do have quite. A I've bit. got I've got three. And, and these are just like smaller little. Yeah, they're like tabletop. Yeah. They're really really nicely done. Cool. Um, I got mine from Vexel, but then there's also uh, Outplay puzzles. <laughs> that's um, amazing. But yeah, no, I was just like, God damn it. Should have bought the bat. <laughs> the bat, the hanging bat. Uh, In right. theory, let's go back to the you needing to use the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go here. Yeah, let's do it. If you had gone. Uh-huh. I mean, you would have won because you were right next to Carla. Like, she would have... <laughs> she would have left. She well, would have like. <laughs> is that legal? Is that, is that legal? Like Survivor, you that can't pee on other people. I don't. That's a really good question. I don't know what would have happened. But see, I didn't want to drop trowel because you saw in my hair there was a lot of seaweed in my uh, hair. Yeah, yeah. So I was getting brutalized by the seaweed. Yeah. So. The the decision I was going through was, do I drop trow and potentially have this end up on my head, or do I just shit in my own pants and just roll with it? 
<laughs> so I it was there was a no win situation there. Wow. So that was that was really it was really getting dire. <laughs> wow. And then but so okay then when it lets the, and then That's so you, the game. challenge ends. Yeah. And then what? You just jump in the ocean and swim away and then take care of business. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Amazing. So how long was that total again? Uh, I think it was two hours and fifty Jeez. minutes. Amazing. That's yeah. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, he must have been very pruny. Yeah, extremely pruny, <laughs> very cold. Oh, cold, And yeah. it's really disorienting because my ears were underwater for like mm-hmm. two we and a half hours. We talked about that. Yeah. That that would be the thing that would freak me out the yeah. most, that I, weird sensation. I yeah. almost fell off, like climbed up the ladder back onto the dock, and I almost fell off. Yeah. Like, just like, I was just like really So loopy. disoriented, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, this is a fun one from our guy Gourmet Spud up in Toronto. Uh, it's a two-parter. So Jeff has obviously never seen Friday. <laughs> Alluding to the uh, Felicia comments at uh, Tribal Council, which made me wonder, does he see any movies or TV? (laughs) He basically lives on an island in Fiji for half the year, and the other half is probably packed with family and other show-related obligations. I just can't picture Jeff Probst sitting around and having a conversation about The Last of Us or March Madness, (laughs) as he is probably all consumed with puzzle ideas and jungle living. I bet he barely knows who is president. Again, that's from Gourmet Spud. So we then had a huge debate here before you showed up. I said... Couldn't the opposite be true? The guy has probably got a lot of uh, downtime out there on the island. This guy's probably, Jeff Probst is probably ripping through Netflix series. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd, I'm guessing he is watching a lot of yeah. stuff. And he's up to date. I mean, we know him and Tyler Perry are good buddies. <laughs> there he like, is. We he's know. pondering the, the next series oh, he's going to he watch. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Should, yeah. Should, should I get Showtime so I can watch Yellow Jackets? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I heard on his podcast that he does not watch other reality shows. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think he doesn't want to like you know, muddle his mind with other sure. ideas or yeah. too many things from other shows or Australian Survivor or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure he's watched Severance and Game yeah. of Thrones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think so. He's JD? a TV guy. He also said on his podcast how he, he went deep into interrogation videos. Yeah, I saw that too. That's wild. <laughs> like, okay, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, we disagree, Gourmet Spot, or at least most of us do. Probst is consuming a lot of media. He also, in today's show, he talks about how he desperately wanted to play David Lee Roth in his biopic that never happened. There was a, never a thing. And he was in a band with the drummer from Queensryche. Like, really? How old is Jeff first? Like, he was in the band with the drummer from Queensryche before he joined Queensryche. So this is like early 80s. Wow. Amazing, yeah. amazing! I didn't stuff. know he was musical. Yeah, yeah. well, he was a rock and roll Jeopardy guy. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, like play a sick solo before they give up the hosting gig on that one. I, I wonder what he played. Was he a singer? I mean, a man of many talents. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be a lead man, front man for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were your interactions like with with Probst? I love Probst. Yeah. Like I really do. He's he's like genuinely caring. I think he really wants the best for all of us. He mm-hmm. wants us to have a good experience. He wants us to navigate social media after well and like I like he would give us tips on like you know don't let the haters get you down all yeah. that fuck the noise blah, blah, blah. like he's a really good dude um, we don't interact with him a ton the main time is before challenges when you know you're going over like the rules and what's going on and uh, he fussed at me once because I was trying to like look over a little bit and like see what was going on before I was allowed to and he's like oh and turn around like so he will like, yeah. like uh, slap some wrists with yeah the, with oh the absolutely like, and on. I love that sassy Jeff came back a little bit on our season he's making fun of Dwight for moving slower than as slow as humanly possible <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah and uh he had this whole like line that didn't end up making the show but he would call Jesse the sloth um 
because Jesse is very like he was lagging in a lot of the challenges <laughs> and patient and like on the house of cards I think is when it started so yeah he called Jesse the sloth and wow. he would do that like multiple times <laughs> pretty good we did uh, enjoy was it last episode or the one before uh, I think it was last week Jam Jam doing his own props oh yeah like uh, Jam commentary Jam one on his own yeah <laughs> so good it's good and like you said any other season he is by far oh yeah the star of the show yeah star, and uh, I mean he He's coming up almost a distant second because that's yeah, Carolyn. It's Carolyn, is, yeah. Is gold. Uh, absolute gold, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Everybody, she's Ooh. on your screen. You can't not look at her or get excited about what she's going to do and say next or, or just even not even talk, react to somebody talking. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah, whoever yeah. found Carolyn deserves a raise big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other questions, guys, uh, here for Owen in uh, in our tree mail segment? JD, you got anything else you've been dying uh, to know? Uh, well, I mean, do you have Jeff's number? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I speaking, do not, sadly. <laughs> speaking of uh, music, uh, I love this look from Matthew uh, <laughs> yes. for the podcast listener. It's he's got his hair down, but his buff is in his hair. Loved you in Rock of Ages, man. <laughs> Very similar. And then I could see these two being in a band, Carolyn and Matthew. Like it, this looks like a poster for a, like a Stevie Nicks and uh, or a... isn't this a promo for a Star Is Born? <laughs> oh yeah, incredible. Anyway, great stuff. All right, guys, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll look at how we did in the No Buffs Fantasy Survivor Pool at Make Your Picks, and we'll look ahead to next week and try and predict who the heck is next. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, here with no buffs, Owen Knight from Survivor 43. Love this question from Sarah in the live tribe on YouTube right now. Can Owen come back to no buffs? Uh, anytime, man. Look I come that. to Atlanta a few times a year for work, so yeah, whenever o- you'll have me. Open I'm, invite for this, you to this swing This has been a blast. Sure. Love getting your insight into Thank these you, episodes. Sarah. We were talking to Lane Athletics as well. Do you yeah. talk basketball? Do you do? Should we do a football podcast? Because what if you're back here? And I ain't a survivor season. That's oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm more of a football guy than a basketball guy, to be honest. I'd, right. I'd have to study up a little bit more on basketball. <laughs> That's all right. But we yeah. don't know anything either. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, hear from everyone on how they did in their fantasy survivor pools. Now, you do one with uh, Gordon Holmes. I do. Yeah, we do, a, we do a pick up. Or not a pick up. We do a power rankings where Ooh. you get the number of points. Like so, say this week I actually got lucky. I had Sarah ranked 14th, as in the most likely to go home. Uh, so gotcha. I get 14 points. Oh, um, so I, I lucked out this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I also had Sarah in our Make Your Picks No Buffs Fantasy Survivor Pool. Wow. The links are right there. I did. Uh, I did play an advantage. I was like, you know what? I want another vote. 
Extra, you took the extra vote. Smart. Yep. And uh, she, of course, goes home. I didn't think that's how it was going to happen, but (laughs) hey, I'll take the points. Uh, But I wanted to just stress to everyone, because I brought this up last week, Trey. If somebody is eliminated from your team in Make Your Picks, you can swap them out for another contestant. But the swaps have a penalty when it comes to the points. Your first swap, minus 10 points. Second swap, minus 20. Third swap, minus 30. But the question off that is, are swaps worth it? Absolutely, because <laughs> our guy, Chris, at Make Your Picks, he took a la- uh, look excuse me, at the stats from last season and swaps earned an average of 38 points nice. in your season, season 43. So if you swapped for one of the finalists, three finalists, such as yourself, you would have earned an average of 60 points because the earlier swap, the more points you earn. So if you had very early swapped in an Owen, swapped in a Cassidy, swapped in a Gabler, you were making a ton of points, yeah. even for that little dock that you get because you have to do the swap. So the point is they're absolutely worth it. If somebody has gone, like, here's the thing. I had Sarah to go home last night. I also had Sarah on my tribe. <laughs> so uh, I got to get to swap in here. So don't sit on that is what I'm getting at. But let's look ahead to uh, this next uh, next week's episode. It's called The Third Turd. Mm, perfect. <laughs> apt. <laughs> absolutely apt. Uh, here's what we can take from the uh, little preview. Something's going on with Matthew falling off this rock. We're seeing it again. Not good. Mm, yeah. Uh, it looks like he's in tears. Is he quitting? Uh, who knows? We get a little clip of Carson getting information from everyone, it appears, on his tribe. And it also get a little scene where it looks like Josh and Jam Jam could be butting some heads here and maybe Big not time. getting a lot. Yeah. Um, so with all of that information <laughs> which are probably all red herrings uh, who do you think is in jeopardy maybe maybe even each tribe if mm. you want to do it that way yeah let's let's think so starting with purple with Tika yep that's hard to say so Carolyn's in the driver's seat there because it's clear from last night and it looks like from the preview that Jam Jam and Josh will be voting for each other yeah so it's gonna be up to Carolyn and I I think she'll find a way to mend fences with Jam Jam. Okay. I, I'm nervous for Josh, and that might also be me reading reading the edit a little bit. Yep. Like, they haven't given Josh a ton. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little nervous for him. On Soka, I, we discussed earlier, I think Jamie's probably in the most trouble. They'd have to figure out a way around that idol. Uh, but I also doubt they lose. They've been crushing. Yeah. And then Ratu, it looks like Carson's really ingratiated himself well with Matthew. So maybe they could go after, with the merge approaching, maybe they could go after like a Brandon or a Kane, yeah. someone a little bit like physically larger. Will a man be voted yeah, out of this game? Yeah, vote out a man challenge. <laughs> I mean, after Bruce left, it's four women in a row. I right? know, it's wild. So Actually, they've had more uh, women voted out in a row than 43 did. Everyone was uh, oh, yeah. giving yeah. us a hard time about that. It's and uh, So 44 has now taken that uh, very sad cake, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, I like those picks. Does anyone agree, disagree uh, with uh, where Owen's sort of thinking for these three tribes? No, I'm going to definitely get in on Josh and Jamie being potentially eliminated. I'm also going to throw Matthew in there because it wouldn't surprise me Mm -hmm. if he's evacuated and my team is doing really bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, You're low? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Claire. I had Sarah. I had Sarah as my winner pick. But the good thing is is I moved up from the 900s to the 1000s. Oh, boy. Oh. So you moved down. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah we have like 1,500 people oh, here. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Like, I'm like ranked 800th, so I think I might Jeez. be doing the best of our yeah, uh, I'm four, Yeah, I'm not doing 14, good. Uh, over 1,400. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, we, we don't know anything. Yeah. All right, we're horrible. At, at this point, I'm just swapping Matthew onto my team because I know he's going to cry. 
next week. <laughs> I, I, I got to get the cry it's points. Your points. That's the only thing I yep. can count on at this point. <laughs> Are there points for pooping in the ocean? Because it is called yeah. the third turd. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's very difficult uh, to determine who's going to yeah. go home next. But get your votes in. And like I said, use those swaps. Uh, Owen, can't thank you enough, man. Dude, it's for been a blast. I, I for mean having it. me. Open invite. Anytime you. you're this in Atlanta. Awesome. What's the best way for people to follow you or get yeah. in touch with you? Yeah, so socials? I'm Tulane Owen on okay. Twitter and then uh, The Young Knight on Instagram. Those are the two ones the that Young I... Young Knight. Yeah, it's cool. pretty solid. It's a Should've... good handle. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was really proud of myself when I cooked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> you were early to the Instagram yeah. game. Yeah, that, that it got one. taken on Twitter, unfortunately. But uh, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So Tulane Owen on Twitter and uh, at The Young Knight on Instagram. And uh, yeah, anything else we need to know or you want to share with the people out there in No Buffs World? No, no. Just thank you for having me. I kind of invited myself, but this no, was amazing. No, no, no. We somehow sort of know... We have mutual friend, yeah. Yeah, like a weird way that yeah. we both got there, but uh, well, we'll talk offline about yeah. it. Uh, but thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. You were a blast. We were... I know this wasn't the hashtag you went with, but we were saying Night Riders. Ooh, we yeah, were, yeah, because I know that was one of your yeah options. Night Riders and Night Watch, but yeah, Night Watch, <laughs> yeah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was a tough debate. So we were cheering for you, Thanks, and man. you had a hell of a season. Thank and, you, uh, the sneaky athlete. And, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You did respond to me when yeah. I called you a sneaky I was like, athlete. Yes. You're like, well, I thought you took offense to it. No, like, no, not at all. What do you say? It's skis. Of course, I'm an athlete. <laughs> I kick your ass. No, not at all. Like, no, I'm kidding. Well, thanks for coming on. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks, everybody, for joining us live. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Helps other Survivor fans find the podcast. Until next week, the tribe has spoken. (laughs) Jazz hands. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.